Ted, we're really blessed to have Pastor Mohan ministering to us this morning. And uh, Pastor David, he uh, uh, is the pioneer uh, and the pastor of one of the largest churches in the world, 50,000 people in Chennai, in India. Absolutely amazing church there. I've been there and understand they're building another auditorium to seat about 30,000 to accommodate the growth that is happening. Uh, for our Korean members here, he is a great friend of Pastor Yongi Cho from the Full Gospel Church in Seoul in Korea and uh, in fact you were preaching there last month was it? Preaching in that church last month so that's the amazing thing about Pastor David he's gone from preaching last month in the largest church in the world uh, to flying to New Zealand uh, so he could be with us last night in the 15th anniversary of our Tamil congregation in our little church here. So isn't that just amazing? It just shows the, just the great humility of the man and we're just so blessed to have him here. And it's a great honour, a great privilege. Let's give him a welcome, shall we, as he comes to the pulpit today. It's my great joy and privilege to come share the Word of God with you this morning. Some 13 years ago, I preached from the same pulpit. And nice to meet with your pastor, beautiful pastor, and your lead pastor, Steve. We have a wonderful team over here, Pastor <clears throat> Lucas, really a father bringing up his spiritual children and developing them, placing them in the right place. And God has raised up this church as a real model to this great nation and also nations around the world. This is what it should happen. You know, the pastors must develop other pastors and they must do ministry. I have uh, about 100 full-time pastors with me, but it's a very difficult job. It's easy to take care of the 45,000, 50,000 people, but difficult to handle 100 pastors. <laughs> but it is, it, it is worth spending time with them, you know, developing workers for God. That is what Jesus did. This morning I want to share my heart with you. What is the new covenant church? Church is not big congregation just coming and sitting and seeing what is happening in the front like in the cinema theater. Church is totally different. It's a body of Christ and church must be united together to fulfill the purposes of God. The first thing is the New Covenant Church must be a holy church. If you read Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24 to 28, it says, For I will take you out of the nation. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will 
cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart. I put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and careful to keep my law. And you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. It says God will do everything for you. He will give you a new spirit, new heart. He will take away the old one and the stony heart and he will give you a fleshly heart. In the New Testament also, you can see that in Hebrew chapter 8, verse 10, 11, and 12, it says that he will never remember your sins, that he will forgive your sins. Yeah. He will cleanse you thoroughly. I was from a Christian background. I used to come to church. I used to sit in the choir. I used to have a long robe. I used to carry the cross. I was looking like a holy angel. <laughs> but I tell you, I was committing all kinds of sins sitting in the altar. But one day when I was 20 years old, I came to church. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and convicted me thoroughly and changed my heart, changed my life and spirit. The whole structure of my life changed. Before accepting Christ, my hair doesn't look like this. It used to stand straight. <laughs> but after accepting Christ, everything changed. I became a new person, new heart, new spirit, new life. What is holy life? What is holiness? Holiness is not what you put on or what you put out. In India, you know, people, when they, when they come to Pentecostal church especially, they remove all their jewels and everything. They wear only white clothes, even white shoes. They think that they have become holy. But that is not holiness. In India, people grow beard and mustache and they look like a holy people. That is not holiness. Holiness is the displaying the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is inside your heart. You must develop a fear of God in your life. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have these promises... Dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body, spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Perfecting in holiness out of fear of God. What is the fear of God? Many times we have fear of people. One time I was riding my two-wheeler my, one of my church believers 
came across the road and saw me. And as soon as he saw me, he was trembling and uh, he was shaking. I thought, what a reverence that this man gives to pastor. But after some time, I saw that he was shake, shaking and fell down from the hotel, two-wheeler. Then I stopped my two-wheeler. I went so near to him. I saw that man was holding cigarette in his hand, the smoking, he was smoking. That is what he had the fear, seeing me fell down from the scooter. <laughs> this is what people do, you know. People have fear of men. They don't have the fear of God. When you have the fear of God, our God is a holy God. We must live a holy life before him. That is what we must develop in our heart, in our life. And holiness comes in three areas of your life. One is in your sexual life. You have to be very careful these days, especially with men. They are dangerous people. <laughs> you have to have your women, all women, all young girls, all of you must have your feet on your brake. All the men, they have their feet on their accelerator. <laughs> so you have to be very careful. I don't like to explain all these things. You know everything. So you, <laughs> you, you, you must be very careful. These days, you know, people come to church. Their cell phone must be sanctified. Their internet must be sanctified. Yeah. Because you see a lot of people, secretly they are committing sin, phonography sin, in their life. Nobody knows your children, all of these people. On those days in our life, you know, we, we've never seen any phonographic pictures. It's very difficult to find. Now it is in your pockets. If you don't have the fear of God in your life, definitely you will fall into sin. You live in sin, but in Sunday you look like, look like a holy people. If you're committing such sins in your life, confess it, come out of it. If you don't have that ability, power, you receive the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, come out of it, God will bless you. And you will enjoy the close fellowship with God and intimacy with God. That is what the real holiness these days. Second, Second area is your speech area because Bible says their throats are open graves, Romans 3, 13. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. The poison of vipers on their lips. If there is no fear of God in your life, your speech areas that you will commit a lot of sin. 
because what is in our heart it comes through our tongue you know it's very difficult to control our tongue that's what bible says the whole chapter is written in bible james chapter 3 about tongue your tongue is fired with hell fire it says that is why when people receive baptism of the holy spirit god touches your tongue first with the fire of heaven otherwise it's very difficult many times you know when we get together we talk about other people's criticize those people especially they criticize pastor's wife <laughs> they say pastors are very good people why pastors are good people because of their wife <laughs> so don't ever criticize your pastor's wife or don't ever criticize the anointed servant of god in your life so you have to really be careful with your tongue and uh, you know you know it's very difficult to control but the holy spirit fire will control your tongue the third area is family areas we come to church just one hour we serve, our service will be over and after that we go back to our home we go to work for 8 hours then we come home you have to practice what you hear from the church in your home in your working places that is holiness many people when they come to church they look like holy people but they when they go to home they look like devil <laughs> don't do that god puts two different kinds of people two different people two different character do dif- two different structure people together for a long time that's a family god united them put them for a purpose but it's difficult life before marriage it looks like heaven but after marriage you know sometimes you know before marriage people think that we are we want to know each other well and they go together well for some time before marriage every husband will buy a lot of gifts they talk for a long time they phone every time but after marriage i tell you they stop talking with you <laughs> no communication no proper communication there are two differences between the men and the women all men have got only 7000 words in their heart they spend all their 7000 words outside of the home when they come home they come empty <laughs> but all the women they have 14000 words that is bubbling in their heart when the when the husband come home they want to speak but the husband looking at the tv or newspaper he doesn't talk with the wife that's a problem all the women 
they are good communicators. They explain a lot of things. You know. <laughs> but the men were very short communicators. When they go out, when they come in, they say, how was it everything? Everything's good, that's all. <laughs> but the wife will explain everything. And this is a problem, but you must understand these things. God created men differently. And, uh, all, uh, you know, uh, uh, as I shared, women are emotional people. They think emotionally, they feel emotionally, they talk emotionally. But men are not like that. And uh, so when, when the wife sometimes cry, if she doesn't talk to you, and the men has to really take care of her, that's a time. Love and care is the most important thing for men. Men must spend time in that particular time, why they are crying, what is their problem. They have 101 problem inside their heart. <laughs> but every man must take time to understand, and take care of her, and uh, she will definitely come out of that particular emotional feelings. That every man must understand that. So every, every man and woman are different. You know, uh, and, and the men and the women, what they do, they must respect their husband. You read the Bible, how Abraham, how Sarah called Abraham. How she called Abraham? Lord, master. These days, women don't call their husband as masters. <laughs> respect them. This is the most important thing. Every man needs respect. You respect him. And that is where you can have a wonderful family. Everyone is different, you know, different structure. You know, if you take myself, I'm a people person. I talk with people, love people. I'll spend time with people. My, my wife is a structure person. Everything must be perfect. Everything must be clean and neat and tidy. Nothing should be moved from that place where she keeps the things. So I, I, it's difficult to understand for me for a long time. But after I understood, we have a wonderful family. <laughs> so that is, that is, you know, my, my salvation has come first uh, through Christ, second through my wife. <laughs> so this is... So don't ever divorce your wife. She is the best person in your life to work out your salvation. Yeah. So that is where you have to love together, live together, enjoy life together. God will definitely bless you. Shall we lift our hand and pray for a family life, oh God? Lift your hand, lift your hand. Lord, I sincerely pray that the holy life that we must live in our home, that we must enjoy our families, the joy of the Holy Spirit must come. And, oh God, dwell in our life so that the radiating glory and the holy life will go out to other people as a witness. And the Gentile must know that there is a 
living God in the family. Everyone say amen, amen. And the new covenant church must be an active church. If you read Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet as a vast army. There was a dry bones in the valley and the prophet was seeing that dry bones and there is a question, will this dry bone will become alive? Speak the word of God first. Second, the spirit of God came and the bones all come together as an became an army of God. Church must be an active church as an army of God. It's not coming and sitting in the same chair every Sunday, breaking the chair. That is not your job. Your job, you must be an active church. You must go out and win souls. You must bring the people in. You must be an active member of the church. You must not be a paralyzed member. The blood must be running over your body and you must be active. That must, you must do something, you know. Every member, has, every member of the body has got to do something. The hand that eats every day properly, that's a work that it does. What is the ministry that you are doing in the church? You must have the word of God. You must have the spirit of God in your life. And you must be active in the church. So every member must work together for the growth of the body of Christ. This is what the new covenant church. The third one is the new covenant church is a glorified church. Ezekiel chapter 43 Verse 4 and 5. The glory of the Lord entered the temple through the gate facing east. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The glory of the Lord must be seen in the church. When you really worship God together, Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13, 14, different instruments, different people coming together and um, magnifying God that he is good, his love endureth forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud and the priest and the cloud not perform their services, the priests could not perform their services because of the cloud. But the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. The most important thing in the church is the glory of God. When the glory of God is the temple, everything will happen in a beautiful way. How to bring the glory of God? That we must worship together with songs and we must say that the Lord is good. 
you know, today we had a beautiful worship, beautiful music, beautiful worship team that you have. It's a lively worship. Amen. If you go to some church, it's a dead worship. Nobody sings any, any good songs, you know, all the time, the old songs. Old songs are good, but sing with life. That's most important thing. With, with, with good music, with good people, you know, we must really worship God as we really exalt the name of the Lord. The glory comes. The presence of God comes. One time one Hindu man came to just borrow money from me. Somebody told him, you just go to pastor, he will give you some money. He was in debt, you know. He came to the church sitting somewhere and wanted to approach me. He couldn't come close to me. And uh, he was sitting there, but the worship was going on and the presence of God came. He was a demon-possessed man. He fell down from the chair and he got up. He came to his sense and then he went home. And next Sunday, he didn't come to the church to borrow money. He paid his tithe in the offering box, wrote me a letter. I came to your church to borrow money from you, but God touched me and transformed my life. This is what the church, you know, the glory of God will come and it will transform the lives of people. The glory of God in the Old Testament, it's outside cloud and so many things. But in the New Testament, the character of Jesus Christ must be developed in you properly. Second, the glory of God is the miracles of God that brought glory. Science and wonders will happen. As you are sitting here, as you're listening to the word, as you listening to the worship and songs, and it will definitely touch your life and the miracles will happen. These last days in the churches, miracles and signs and wonders must happen in the church. This is what we have come to church and you will see the glory of God in the church in the coming days. And when you see the new covenant church, fourthly, the new covenant church must be led by the Holy Spirit. If you read Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 3, and five, as the man went eastward with the measuring line in his hand, the measure of thousand cubits, and then let me through the, led me through the water that was ankle deep. He measured of another thousand cubit and led me through the water that was knee deep. He measured of another thousand and led me through the water that was up to the waist the measure of another thousand, but now it was river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in a river that no one could cross. That means the Holy Spirit life is not, it's a life that must have different levels. You have to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, you, you, you must increase in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
when the holy spirit comes upon you you will not only speak in unknown tongue as an initial evidence but you shall receive power it must increase in your life it's not only an ankle level it's not a knee level it's not a hip level you must swim according to the current of the holy spirit you must be led by the holy spirit you must listen to the holy spirit you must have an overflowing life holy spirit comes upon you you will be a real witness for christ in your working places there must be blessing that will come out of you it will touch other people that's the power of the holy spirit you should not have only a cup level that is born again experience you 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 just another experience is a well level that is a spring that comes out of you the third level is if you have thirst and faith rivers of living water will come out of you you will have the gifts of the holy spirit everyone who receives the baptism of the holy spirit has a gift in you that will definitely touch the people and bless the people you will be a blessing to your community that is what god wants to bless you with the power of the holy spirit finally when you see when you read ezekiel chapter 47 48 verse 35 it says jehovah shama the distance all around will be 18000 cubits and the name of the city from that time on will be the lord is there why we come to church we don't come to church to see a preacher we don't come to church for entertainment we come to church where two or three gathered in my name i will be in their midst hallelujah in the church there is an authority in the church there's a presence in the church there's a blessing of god jesus is here in our midst this morning how many of you feel that jesus is here in this place hallelujah that is why we come here the presence of god is here shall we close our eyes and pray shall we close our eyes and pray jesus wants to touch your life and transform your life he wants to give you a holy life he is cleansing you thoroughly he wants to come into your heart today would you please open your heart jesus will take away your stony heart and he will put his spirit in you he will transform your life if you have not accepted jesus as your savior if you have not received the forgiveness of sin in your life this morning he wants to forgive your sin and cleanse you thoroughly those who want to accept jesus as your personal savior want to have a closer walk with jesus would you please lift your hand i want to pray with you god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you god 
takes care of your life. How many of you want to have a touch of God in your life and healing touch in your life? Want to pray with you? The Lord is going to touch you and heal you. All the wounds in your life will be healed. The inner healing God wants to give you. And also God wants to bless your family. How many of you want to receive the blessing and the healing of God? Would you please lift your hand? Would you please lift your hand? Thank you. Those who lifted your hands, please stand to your feet. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. Please come forward. Just one minute. Come forward. Come forward. Take your take out of your seat and come forward. God bless you. Come, come, come forward. How many of you want to have a blessing in your family, especially family life? You go through a lot of problems. God wants to heal your family. Come, come, come to the friend. God bless you. Lord Jesus, we sincerely pray for these dear people that you will stretch forth your healing hand in a very special way, Lord, that you will touch them. Touch them, O oh God. Some people's hearts are broken. They need an inner healing and strength in their families. Some people are praying for their children. Some of you are praying for your children. They are away from the Lord. How, how, how many of you want to pray for your children? Lift your hand, lift your hand. That is, that is where that the power of the Holy Spirit wants to work in your family amongst your children. You don't understand their problems. They don't understand your way of dealing with them. But the grace of the Lord is in this morning to touch and transform your families and your children. Especially, Lord, I pray that there will be a, there will be a breakthrough in their life. In the healing life of God, I pray, stretch forth your miracle-working hand upon them, O God. I pray, touch them and transform their life. Bless each and every one of us. Let us all stand together to our feet. Let us all stand together to our feet. Lift your hand right now. Let the presence of God, let the power of the Holy Spirit, let the glory of God touch each and every one of us who are sitting in the balcony. Lord, I pray for the Korean church and their people, oh God, that you will touch them and transform their life, oh Father. Thank you for the wonderful presence. Thank you for the word, oh God. Let it go deep into their spirit. Father, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will flow like a river. And glorify your name. Let the joy of the Holy Spirit come upon to every people and in their home, in their working places. Bless their businesses. Bless what all they do this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, we thank Pastor David Mowen. Great word. Church, before you, before you go this morning, just... Really quickly, if you 
said yes to Jesus today. We're so proud of you. We'd love to help you on this journey. Right now, now both our foyers, we've got people in bright blue Elam t-shirts. I'd love to talk with you. If you made that decision to follow Jesus, please go talk to them. Uh, after the service, we're gonna have a prayer team on the front. If you would like some more prayer, we've got a team that would love to pray for you. If you're a guest this morning, please come have coffee with us in our guest lounge. We'd love to connect with you. Tonight, 5 p.m., I'm gonna be preaching. We're gonna have a great time and uh, preaching the Word of God. So come on out tonight. Otherwise, church, be blessed. Have an awesome rest of your day. Uh, go bless somebody and we'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. God bless.